Hi, this is the Restless Ben Podcast, and I'm your host, Ben Orndorff. All the podcast stories are available, complete with pictures, at RestlessBen.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at RestlessBen, and subscribe to the Restless Ben YouTube channel for video compilations. Today's episode is about traveling the Indonesian archipelago with my buddy Joe, who came out to get a taste of the travel life. We hike a volcano, take a four-day boat trip to Komodo Island, and rub shoulders with manta rays in some world-class dive sites. Joe, thanks for joining me in the studio today. Spoiler alert, the studio is in our bamboo bungalow. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, man? Nothing. I figured that uh, today we're going to try a different format. We're just going to have a little chat together and kind of run through the last two weeks traveling. So we started in, uh, in Denpasar, Bali, at the airport, uh, whenever I had my, my hole-up spot. What would you think about that? Yeah, no, I've, uh, I've seen it on Instagram a couple of times. Uh, and uh, let me tell you, just as luxurious as it looked. <laughs> what you don't see on Instagram, though, are the mosquitoes that are just attacking the shit out of you. <laughs> so, so basically, I got I got to the airport a little bit before Joe. So I went through the baggage claim, grabbed my bag, and kind of found this little nook. And there was a couple of uh, signs for the different airlines, and I positioned them so that we were able to cordon off a little area um, and hide back there. The problem was is that. The mosquitoes back there just waited until we were nice and comfy, had our inflatable mattresses blown up, and were just drifting off to sleep and started biting us everywhere. They were biting, I think I got like three bites on one finger. It was stupid. <laughs> yeah, it was a cool spot too. It was like uh, behind like a, you know, kind of like a, like a nature installation. Uh, so it was like really hidden. It was kind of picturesque, but, uh, you know, we had to move quick. Yeah. And, uh, they, they, they just came right out of that, didn't they? So then, <laughs> yeah. so then after we finally got bit up enough, we, uh, we did another sweep and we found a dark conference room and we just kind of waited. It was like 2 in the morning and we waited until there was no more flights coming and we just walked in, laid down, and man, I was out like a light. Oh yeah, no, it was uh, temperature controlled and dark. Uh, it was honestly better than half the uh, sleeping spots we stayed in on the trip. Yeah, so. yeah, seriously, especially the boat. Uh, so then uh, basically... The reason we stayed in the airport is because we had an early flight the next morning to Lombok, um, which is the island just to the east of Bali. And uh, so we flew over there and we checked into living room hostel, uh, picked up some scooters, went to the local gym. We've got Joe on a health kick. He came out here and he was like, Ben, let's eat clean. Let's, let's go to the gym and do all that. And I, I was all about that because since I'm traveling on the road, I need to have a routine. I can't just go out drinking every night with all the hostel goers. So having, having you join me for that was, was great. Well, you know, it's, it was, it's different than some of the trips in the past because the trips in the past were both coming from uh, D.C. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, we hop on the plane and we plan on the plane. So this time along, I didn't really even know where I was going until a couple weeks before the trip where I booked it. I just booked it to, to Den Pissar. Yeah. Um, you didn't even determine we were going to Lombok until... No, I hit you like, up on the plane. <laughs> I, like, I, I yeah. texted him and he was like, oh, yeah, yeah, Lombok sounds good. But I just bought two flights. Yeah, I'm like, totally chill, man. Um, so it, it was really easy because, you know, I've seen your trip in, in seven months and, you know, you, you have as much of a routine as you can. And I was like, you know what? Like, I don't need to go crazy here. I just kind of want to live the, uh, the restless Ben life and see what that's all about. And uh, honestly, if I could get a free personal trainer and nutritionist out of it, hell, why yeah. not? Yeah, no, that was great. And so then uh, after the, the gym, we went and uh, did a local buffet-style dinner. They basically just they cook a bunch of food in pots, and they don't even transport them out of the pots. They just 
take the lids off the pots and there's whatever you've got so we got like some curry chicken some rice some veggies and uh, honestly we were both pretty smoked so early bedtime uh, once we got to Lombok and uh, in the morning um, I woke up to the sound of some Aussies uh, talking it was just a little bit after sunrise it was like 6:15 in the morning and I went out and they were loading their surfboards onto their scooters and we had rented scooters that night and so in the morning we already had scooters with surfboard racks and everything we were ready to go so I asked them hey where are you guys going and they said they were going to Garapuk which is about 30 minutes east of Kuda and Lombok and it's a, uh, a boat uh, break so it's an offshore break so you have to get a boat guy to take you out to it so I went back into the room and I was like Joe we gotta go on an adventure let's fucking go surfing Joe was obviously suffering a little bit from jet lag but what a, what a trooper oh yeah, like, yeah. I had uh, no idea what time it was, really. Uh, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, you know, if, uh, if I'm going to do anything, it's uh, probably follow world-class surfers to their favorite surf spot, because that seems like something I can do. Yeah, and <laughs> we, we both got destroyed. But our hearts were definitely in the, in the right place. We uh, had a quick oatmeal breakfast. Um, since I've been traveling, I kind of make my own oatmeal breakfast, and I have almonds, and I have my own fresh coffee and everything. So, like, solid breakfast, and then uh, rolled straight out, and it's... It's the winter time in Indonesia, and I'll tell you what, in the morning before the sun comes up, it's cool, it's not humid, it was like gorgeous, that ride was amazing, you remember that, it was like nice misty even. No, the ride was sick, uh, the sun was just kind of shining through the random uh, trees, jungle, like filtering trees. through, yeah, yes. it, was, it was honestly like, picturesque. Yeah, that was, that was badass, and I just remember, we pulled up and just sort of like found a, a guy who was renting surfboards, quickly rented surfboards, jumped in a boat, it drove us out. And then um, it kind of, there's the channels on either side of the break, and we just, you know, the boat guy parks there, and you just paddle out. And uh, the waves, I mean, they're kind of inconsistent, but when that, when a set comes through, there's like a couple, and it's like, oh, I think I can ride these. And then there's a couple monsters. <laughs> and so, <laughs> right. so Joe and I um, both got kind of rolled around on the first big set. Uh, we weren't really prepared for it. We were still getting the lay of the land. And I had a GoPro mount on the front of my board, and I went to do a duck dive, and the board got away from me, and it kind of slashed my chest a little bit, which sort of set the mood for the rest of <laughs> yeah. the time. Yeah, the, uh, the, the wasn't the first scar to happen for the rest of the trip. <laughs> right, right. And then, you know, I, I grew my hair long. You know, I've got like this like this beachy look. You know, I kind of look like a surfer, and then I got a surfboard, and I look like a real piece of shit. So that's that's kind of rough. So but, uh, you know, one thing I did have going for me wasn't the skill, but I was recognized as Kelly Slater. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> Bunch of face blind people out here. That is just <laughs> that is just wonderful. Anyway, so then we got back from surfing, and uh, I mean, managed to like kind of catch a couple waves, but nothing too too wild. A lot of people at that at that break. So I think when I go back to Kuda, I'm gonna try and do a little bit of exploring, find a, a less known surf break, so I can have it to myself. A I bit think more. that'd be wise, yeah. But uh, but yeah, so then we nap the rest of the day, and then uh, the next day, uh, living room hostel was booked out, so we just crossed the road and went to Dewey Homestay. Which uh, cost a whopping hundred and fifty thousand rupiah, which is ten U.S. dollars, five dollars each. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. It, it's I mean, it's like the traveler life hack: uh, stay in the shittier place across from the shitty place, so that, that <laughs> you can even pay less money but enjoy all the amenities. Oh yeah, so then we would, we would just like go back. We actually just went over to the roof deck of the of our nice hostel, living room hostel. 
and we plopped down and like I made my own breakfast and got like a coconut. So that's you know I'm absolutely gonna do that when I go back to Cuda uh, tomorrow. I'm just gonna post up at a shitty place and then go hang out at the cool places. That's where you rub shoulders with other fun people. But then um, that day, the following day, we woke up in the morning and we were like, all right, you know, let's figure out what we want to do. So we went to one of the the tour guide places and we we lined up a uh, a two day hike to Mount Ranjani, which is a um, a crater rim hike of a volcano that is sort of got like a big lake in the top of the old volcano and a mini volcano rising out of the middle of that lake. It's real wild. It's like a pimple inside a pimple. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, having known nothing about Lombok before the trip, you look at a map of Lombok and, you know, Mount Ranjani and the, and the volcano crater area take up pretty much the entire north of the area. Oh, yeah, of the island. Yeah, that's nuts <laughs> up there. Yeah, And, was... and the, the guy we were talking to, um, you know, all their signage is based on the fact that there's an available summit hike, mm. which would be a, a three-day, two-night. And we were super bummed when they told us that wasn't available. Um, but, uh, you know, as it turns out, and we'll get into later, uh, that, that we were fine. Yeah, in retrospect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God sent on that. And then, so we, so we lined that up, and then uh, we also lined up a four-day, three-night live aboard um, to Komodo Island, and so uh, so we, we kind of got that as a package deal. I, I thought this sounded like the coolest idea in the world. Oh, I, yeah. you know, I've just never done anything like that. And before, we've always talked about maybe like you know being on, on a sailboat, yeah, like going places. But this liveaboard is kind of like the best of all worlds. You don't have to work, yep, and they feed you, yep. and then hopefully you hang out with a you know a bunch of party people. Yeah, and based on the price, you knew it was going to be a bunch of young backpackers because oh, uh, oh, yeah. anybody that has a couple cents to rub together isn't going to go on that slummy shit. Yeah, we we negotiated both of those together and it was i think under it was like right around four million rupiah i think it was yeah. slightly under it was for, like both, three, for both for both nine million rupiah which i don't even know off the top of my head yeah uh, you know i mean what is it seven seventy seventy two two hundred eighty bucks and it covered literally all meals and lodging including tent and liveaboard yeah for like for five oh, nights oh, yeah and six a week days, a week because yeah yeah, yeah. That was nuts. That's crazy. So, uh, so yeah, and then after that, we uh, trying to live the clean life. Um, we actually went to a vegetable stand, bought some broccoli or beans and carrots, and then walked over to a guy who was like, I have chicken. We're like, here you go. Please make us these vegetables yeah. and cook us your chicken. And he did, and it cost, like, I don't know, two bucks. That's, I mean, that, that type of thing is always the standard thing I've always, like, admired the most about you is you will just ask. And especially in these countries... You, if you ask, someone will do, and, and like yeah. all you need to do is find a price. Yeah, it's not a yes or no; it's a how much. Yeah, and it's and it's not like you have to like throw money at the problem. No, it's like yeah, the hey, problem was like a two dollar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, two dollars. <laughs> well, let's make a deal. <laughs> yeah. So uh, anyway, then that that evening we got a massage, and massages here are like dirt cheap. I don't know, it was like seven bucks, eight bucks, something yeah, like that. Yeah, but I had the luxury of uh, getting one from a man. Oh so, yeah, you yeah, sure was, did. Yeah, yeah, really kind of put a little elbow grease into you, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, so then uh, hit the hay early next morning, got a got a real early start, and uh, headed up to the base of Mount Ranjani, which was a several hour drive. Um, and once we got there, we checked into uh, Ranjani Homestay. And, uh, and then we kind of had the rest of the afternoon to ourselves because it was just getting to the base of the mountain so that we could do an early start the following morning. So then we had the rest of the day to kill and we ended up hiking to, uh, to a couple of waterfalls with Alex, a UK national that was going to be on our, uh, our hike the following day. Yeah, Alex is a real chill dude as it turns out. Um, 
you know, just uh, was able to jump right in and bro out with us as we, uh, you know, hiked waterfalls, and he was down to, to go off the beaten path with us. Um, cool dude, good find. Yeah, yeah and then there's was, there was this little, like, uh, basically a, a like mini canal where the water was being channeled into the town, and we kept on... Uh, thinking it would be really awesome if we could just get uh, some inner tubes and do <laughs> yeah. like a lazy river. But it, it, looking at it now, it wouldn't have been a lazy river. It would have been like a death river. Like there's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's all kinds of places where you get hung up with like little waterfalls. There's tunnels through the mountain. Like Not to mention, as it turns out, canal, I think, was just our slang word for their sewage drain. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> the, the water looked real clean, but then you'd see like these little PVC tubes going into it. I'm like, I don't know that that's going to be more. Yeah, 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 that's not going to be spring water coming out. So probably for the best, uh, so you didn't end up with uh, with pink eye. Um, but yeah, so then uh, after we got done with uh, with that hike, we kind of just went back, took it easy, got to bed early, started at seven a.m. the next day. Uh, no, no, actually we uh, we decided. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're right. We, we headed uh, down into town. We we were looking for something to do. This town's a sleepy town, and one thing we didn't explain before is that an earthquake. Last September, so September of eighteen, like decimated the region, yeah, and has closed down most of the, um, the area, and so there's just there's just abandoned buildings everywhere, and on top of that, the the reason I had mentioned the summit hike wasn't available before is because it's actually been uh, washed away with erosion and, and whatnot, so there's not a clear path right to actually go to the summit, which was you know a blessing in disguise, but we were just looking for something to do, yeah, um, you know we're, I'm I'm two days into this trip, we left Cuda. Uh, which is a little sleepy, and we get to a place that is literally like an abandoned village. Yeah, yeah, um, even sleepier. So yeah, we we were able to convince someone to give us a ride down because we couldn't even find a taxi or a grab. Yeah. Uh, so we we got a ride down to, um, you know, I guess like a food stall area, and determined that wasn't great for us. So we just walked what what appeared to be on the map. Oh. Mile, mile and a half. Oh man, that was a real long mile and a half down. <laughs> to the coast. Yeah, down the the little town there, little one horse town is Utada, and that's uh, in northern Lombok, just north of the base of um, of Mount Ranjani. And uh, we ended up uh, walking through there. We felt like Elvis. Every every <laughs> Dude, family you passed, they would be like, "Hello, hello." I'm pretty sure, like, "Hello." It was like the like, Beatles landing in America. Yeah, every it was house you passed. Unreal. Little kids would chase us. Hello, hello. The, the kids, the kids would run up, and they were just clearly practicing the only English words they know. Right. Like, hello, yeah. hello. Yeah, yeah. And just you'd be like, "Hello," and they'd be like, "Hello." And it's like, "All right, oh, well, we've already had this." I, thought, and, like, I didn't want to like take videos of them because you know, yeah. like they're not zoo animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I felt kind of like I was a zoo animal. But I kind of liked it. No, I loved. I liked, I loved, the, I liked it. the attention. It was, <laughs> exactly. In fact, we even got attention from the fire department. We. Oh we, yeah, dude. We walked by. They started waving at us, and then we walked past, and then we Joe and I looked at each other, and we we're like. We should go back there, huh? I was like, yeah. And Alex is looking at us. He's like, what are these two idiots? What doing? are they doing? <laughs> Next thing you know, we're all wearing firemen's helmets and we're like holding this little fireman who's got to be like, I don't know, oh, 90, 90 pounds. Yeah. yeah. So that was that was fun. We're like holding him across us like uh, like he's the mascot. Yeah, dude, so funny. He loved it. And my favorite oh, he part. Loved it, yeah. My favorite part is like, oh hey, like maybe you you show me that picture, send me that picture on on Facebook. So he got your Facebook info and now yeah, no, I, or your WhatsApp. I, I, I got him. I sent him the picture via WhatsApp. Oh, and he now he's has, been messaging you. Huh? He has since called me uh, three <laughs> times and uh, tried to video call me for I mean, obviously, I'm not picking up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, though. You ever, you ever get bored and you really want to have an interesting time? Because, I mean, he doesn't really have much to say. Like, what's he going to be like, hello? No, he can't speak English, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's just nice to be wanted. Yeah, know? yeah, no, I hear you. <laughs> really, really good for the old self-esteem. Anyway, so then, yeah, we, we ended up going, grabbing dinner at some little spot. It cost us... Uh, 
four U.S. dollars uh, for three of us. Just gotta love it. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. We were so in off the tourist path yeah. that they didn't even know that yeah. there was, like, white people prices right, right, they should have right, right. been charging. Which I love that. That's the best part. Yeah. I love it when you get far enough out of the the tourism area where they're just like, well, this is what stuff costs. Yeah, this is what we charge people. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, pe- people, like, were not looking at, like, staring, but not, like, in an angry way. Just, like, a fascinating way. Like, they wanted to see, like, how we eat. Like, do they eat like us? Yeah. Like, I was thinking it'd be funny to, like, do something, like, real weird. Like, turn my head, like, all the way sideways and, like, shovel it in. Or, like, you know, like, bring the spoon to my face instead of putting it in my mouth. Like, fucking snort it. You know, just something, like, real weird. Yeah, they, uh, it was like seeing, a, like, a celebrity in a restaurant. Like, yeah. you, you don't want to look, but, like, you're clearly peeking out of one eye. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's how we were being treated the whole time. That was awesome. But anyway, so then we ended up... Uh, can, we just asked around. We were like, hey, can we get a ride back up? And we ended up getting a guy with a minivan to, to drive us back up because that would have been a terrible hike back oh, up. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Impossible. I would yeah. have just... We would have been getting up. in just in time to start the I hike was, at 7 I, in the morning. I, clearly, I would have stayed at the firehouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you would have had a snuggle yeah. buddy for sure. Yeah, there would there be different celebrities. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> You'd probably have to be Big Spoon, though. He's a pretty little dude. Oh, yeah. Um, so, in the morning, 7 a.m., uh, quick breakfast. Got a pickup truck ride to the trailhead. Um... And then we just started that hike, and you know what? We were having a great time. Starts in the rainforest, and, you know, it's real green, real lush. You're sort of in the shade. And then slowly but surely, um, it started getting real steep. Um, yeah, it, like, um, snuck up on you. And you think, I don't know, I, I've done a number of these hikes. You, you hike a little bit, and there's a little bit of a flat, and, and it's gradual. Not this one. I mean, th- this volcano was clearly just, like, on a ledge. And it is straight uphill. Yeah, it just, there's just it's no, the Stairmaster. There's the no respite. It's just like the whole time. You're just yeah. up, up, up. And, uh, man, the, the lactic acid starts building up in your quads. And you just, I mean, we stopped. We had lunch, you know, and there was yeah. other people there. That was good. I mean, it hurt my pride a little bit, but the fact that we had uh, porters to carry all the food and water yeah. and cook for us and set up the tents, I mean, it's a little bit luxurious, but at the end of the day, only having to do that hike with a day pack was awesome. Oh, my God. I mean, the porters the real MVPs of the thing. Um, doing it in flip-flops. Uh, just, um, unbelievable. Just making us feel terrible about ourselves. Right, yeah. So, and I mean, the um, the rim itself is something 2,000, I don't know, 800 meters or something like that. I don't know, forever far. I, yeah. I used my watch uh, that does, like, the step counter, and it was about five miles. Okay. Which was, like, literally straight up the but, but, Yeah, so, like, yeah. by the time we got it Took us seven hours total. Yeah. It's, like, usually... But there was a good break in there for lunch, though, too. That's true. We did yeah. get a chance to take a... Well, actually, well, sorry. It took me seven hours total. You... I you mean, pounded ahead. Yeah, I may have got there a little bit before. But, uh, but yeah, we got up to the top, and, man, you, you crest that, that crater, and then you can look down, and it's just, like, this amazing valley, and it's just, like, sheer cliffs, and then this bright turquoise water and then a volcano rising right out of the middle of it and then you look behind you and you're above the clouds and it's just a sea of clouds as far as the eye can see and it's basically like looking out of a of an airplane window yeah but you're like standing on ground it was really wild it's unreal i mean it it doesn't even look like because no one no one would paint it or or create it yeah so it's just so unique because there's the mini volcano in the middle of the lake yeah like, yeah, it was wild. It was an absolutely unique and, and completely memorable experience. And you can see it's still sort of like steaming or sulfuring. So yeah. I would imagine if you do hike down there, you probably have to be careful, but there's probably some serious hot springs to be had down there if you don't, like, melt in, like, some sort of, like, sulfuric acid. So <laughs> right. You may want to check that first. <laughs> my, my, my most disappointing thing about it was, like, I was up there and I was so smoked. 
but like feeling so accomplished. And then I look around, and there's like so many people, and I'm like, ah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the way, <laughs> like, like on the way cool up, we, we saw like little kids coming down. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Jesus, why am I sweating so much? <laughs> These little kids are like bounding down, like playing with sticks. So yeah, like, yeah. So that was that was pretty wild. And then we uh, we got a great great view for sunset. Um, you know, had a nice little dinner. Everybody was kind of like really enjoying each other's company with a sense of accomplishment once we made it up and yeah then, we, we had a cool crew that we were able yeah. to like really bond with and have some good conversations with which was nice yeah absolutely and then that night of course all the way up there we had a crystal clear night and uh man the stars came out huh holy shit you could just see the milky way splashed across the sky especially after the moon set at two in the morning i got up to take a piss and i was like joe joe wake up stick your head out here it's totally worth it though right oh my god absolutely worth it like it might be the clearest i've ever seen the stars and uh it was funny because we're in the southern hemisphere so yeah. there was constellations and, and stars that uh you know i've never seen right the southern or cross never bothered to try to figure out yeah yeah and you, you showed me the southern cross and uh, I, in my infinite wisdom, uh, made a point to uh, show the Southern Cross to an Australian girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's like going to America and being like, you ever heard about the guy named George Washington? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's, that's funny. Anyway, so then... Uh, the next morning, woke up, uh, had breakfast, and then we just really wanted to beat everybody down. I didn't feel like getting stuck behind no, crowds. Yeah. Honestly, there was just, there was just... You were so smoked and you knew what was going to happen if you dilly-dallied. So yeah. we just... Floated, yeah, like yeah, just floated just, down the mountain. Yeah, we were just, we, we we wish at that point they're really missing an opportunity to either build a roller coaster. Oh man, on the way down or paragliding. Zip line. Oh, paragliding would have like, been why the way would to paragliding go. be a thing? Oh, zip line would be. I don't know what the hell they would attach it to. It'd yeah. just be deaths. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so then we uh, we just ran down in the top. It's like you know a bunch of that like igneous rock. It's basically vol volcanic rock, and it creates like sort of like little marble sized rocks that yeah. are like almost sandy so you can sort of ski down put your feet together and we were just jumping off stuff and running and like sending rocks and dust flying yeah real fun at the start until the uh until the quads just start getting uh, they uh, just beat to hell they I start mean. to buckle a little bit yeah. you start to feel like less sure i had some pulsating by yeah, the end and yeah. you're just like do it just keep going just, I'm just, like, dude, can't stop can't stop wasn't even looking up just trying to place my feet exactly where you placed them right it was, right uh, it was, it was a uh, an effort of resiliency. Yeah, and yeah. I mean it's kind of like it's kind of like mountain biking or skiing in the woods. Like you can't think about anything else. Your mind is so focused on foot placement that there's no room for any other thoughts. Oh. It's, it's almost like a like a Zen place to be. Yeah, so no, focused. Zen is probably probably accurate. Yeah, and then uh, we got down to the bottom, beat pretty much everybody down, and then just waited for everybody to show up, had lunch, and then slowly but surely we uh, we made our way to the uh, the boat to the Gilly Islands and we decided to choose uh, Gilly Air which I had been to before on this trip and the reason we chose Gilly Air is because of the three islands there off the uh, the northwestern coast of Lombok uh, Gilly Travangan, Gilly Air and Gilly Mino Gilly Air is sort of like the Goldilocks uh, middle of the road Gilly Travangan is a bunch of 18 year old sunburnt UK kids just uh, drinking and puking everywhere Gilly Mino is like a bunch of like you know, cats sleeping on benches. <laughs> and then Gilear was a little bit of everything. If you wanted to have some party, you could. There was We stayed at Begadong Hostel, which had, like, some good nightlife, other young backpacker-traveling type people. Yeah, I think uh, th this is a situation where uh, best-laid plans ended up being completely interrupted by 
the fact that the lower halves of our bodies weren't working correctly. <laughs> yeah, we definitely needed we needed the islands. We needed yeah. a few days just to pull ourselves back together. So it, it was surprising. We made the surprising choice, which is completely against our better judgment, in picking a more expensive place to stay the first night because it was just like real nice private bathroom, air conditioned, yeah. and we just needed to sleep. Right. Uh, and just rest our muscles. Totally. Well, hey, hold on one second. Uh, in the case that I ever do make it big enough to get a sponsor, I'm going to put a slight break here and put in a little section that says sponsors. And uh, who knows, maybe next time you listen to this, there'll be uh, an advertisement. But it seems extremely <laughs> unlikely. All right, and we're back. And uh, we actually have a little fan going because uh, the studio is a hot bamboo hut. And uh, so I've put a little boom mic cover on my uh, my iPhone microphone, and it looks like a, like a chinchilla's nuts. It's a real fuzzy little situation, and uh, we're both talking into it. Uh, it's it's a weird situation, this studio, but I enjoy it. Yeah, you know what? Uh, it's makeshift uh, pretty much like all of our plans and uh, our adventures, so right. uh, it's apropos. So we were we were in Gilear. That's where we had just arrived. Yeah, we decided to stay at uh, Captain Good Times, which was uh, a nicer place, um, you know, both out of, uh, you know, chance because uh, the other hostels were full. And then also because, you know what, we, we saw a little bungalow there, and phew, it was nice. Oh, yeah. And we were so smoked. Quads are, are pulsating. Calves are sore. Yeah. And uh, we just, honestly, I think I slept for 11 hours. Oh, man. Well, we, we pulled up, and, like, you know, the island, there's no motorized vehicles, so we got some bicycles. Yeah. The bikes were garbage. Your, we, you, your chain fell yeah. off twice. The chain fell off twice, and, you know, you had to go back and, and fix them, and they're, they're so nonchalant. They know. They know yeah. they have a shit product. Yeah, yeah. And they're just peddling it amongst the people. Right. And they're getting $4 at a time for these things. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's amazing. I think one person could come in there with brand new bikes and, and rule the island. Yeah, <laughs> but, totally. But uh, enterprising doesn't seem to be the uh, you know, the number one. Uh, no, no that's, that's, not, <laughs> that's not the driver of change on Gilear. But, uh, but yeah, so we, we, we pulled up and pulled into Captain Good Times. And it was like we looked at each other like... Well, should we shop this around a little bit more? And we were both just looked at each other and was like, we need we need to bed. We yeah, need to go to yeah. sleep. So we spent a little bit more than we normally would, and we checked into this place, and it looked like the matrimonial suite. Like, they definitely thought that we were fucking. Like. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but uh, I guess for actual dollars, it was a, it was about 20 bucks a person. Which, which is, is which is like way high for me. That's exceptionally high for anything but, that uh, I've ever really done. But we, we really, like, hammed it up. Like, it was, it was pretty nice. Oh, yeah, there, there was... Uh, Robes, we, we each uh, had robes. Yeah, yeah, we wore the robes. So of course, you know, you know us, we we wore those everywhere. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. <laughs> Went and got laundry done. Uh, they, we talked them into giving us free beers upon check-in. Oh uh, yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was good. And the, and the bathroom was clean. The beautiful glass walls and like, yeah, uh, it was yeah. just the, uh, you know, rainwater showerhead. Stupid. Yeah, stupid. The, we definitely didn't deserve to be there, and we we got out of there as soon as we could. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then <laughs> next, yeah, next next day we headed over to Begadong. Yeah, and Begadong was so chill. Um, yeah. You know the the pools, uh, you know the pool right in the middle, and everybody's lounging around. Lots of young people. Yeah. Uh, volleyball nets. Um, you got you got a game going at one point. Yeah, yeah, that was um, fun. You know, just a real chill atmosphere, and honestly, it was just what the doctor ordered when we were off uh, the mountain. Yeah. Um, just personally speaking, here that thing smoked me more than anything. Oh yeah. The, the one of the most worthwhile things I've ever done. But man, was I done. Yeah. Um, Gilly though. Um, you know, from the boat to and from the island to the fact that there's no motorized vehicles there to, to how chill it is. I mean, it, it's just a, a little paradise, you know, outside of, a, you know, outside of a, you know, otherwise third world country. Yeah. Well, I mean, just just remember, we pulled up before we got to Gilead, we pulled up to the, the harbor and we were like, 
Hey, okay, we're uh, we're looking to get the uh, the slow boat, the cheap boat, oh, yeah. to uh, to Gilier. And of course, some guy shows up, and he just he does not look like he's uh, running any sort of boat service. He's just some dude. <laughs> and he's like, okay, yeah, yeah. And he and he rattles off a price, yeah, one hundred and fifty thousand. No, for, you don't forget the, the the ride there first. Oh, the guy tried to quote us two hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. So people are just throwing out numbers. Like they basically see like a white person with a backpack, and they're like, hey, let's see if we can really take this guy for all his work. So we pull up, and then this guy like sits down. At like just a chair, as if he's like like actually professional. And I look around, I'm like, nah, this is wrong. This is wrong. Eventually, oh, yeah. I he's, find, like, find... he's like, welcome to my office. Yeah, like, easy, just, dude. yeah, <laughs> this isn't an office. This is a, this is a park bench, you weirdo. So then, so then we finally asked this lady, like, hey, where can we get them? And she points to a little. It's a little hut where they actually sell the the real ones. It was twelve thousand. Yeah, the, which is eighty cents. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Stupid. So then, like, it's funny because they're not going to volunteer this information, but if you ask them directly, they won't lie to you. And then, yeah. the, then the guy knew the gig was up, and then it was like, all right, here we go. And we turned around, and he was gone, man. Yeah, yeah. Didn't, yeah, didn't yeah. see that guy until nope. until we got on the boat, right? So then, made it over. Uh, yeah, did Captain Good Times. Then we we switched to Begadong, just sort of hung out. And then because I had been there um, at the beginning of my travels, I had swung by. Um, this guy's house and I had just seen that he had a couple of spear guns drying outside so I just knocked on his door and I was like hi my name's Ben uh, I love spear fishing is there any chance we could go out together and he was like sure he's like I'm married yep like yeah, yeah. you know and his, his wife was like sure yeah honey. oh no I meant like he thought you were hitting on him oh <laughs> <laughs> so so anyway uh, we go back there and I I'm like hey is honey here and uh, he's not so like his one of his uh, brothers or somebody who lives in his house is like I'll, I'll leave a message for him so I was like here take a picture of me so I like you know wave at the camera and I was like tell honey I want to go spearfishing and then I uh, left my number and honey texts me he's like Ben come on back so, so <laughs> Joe and I swing over and honey's just this smiling self and he's like yeah we can go out tomorrow morning no problem and I'm like all right cool how much do you uh, how much do you want and he did exactly what he did last time he was just like Oh, you know, I don't. This isn't really a, a business for me. So, like, just pay whatever you want. Yeah, he's not like a. He's not a tour guide. He's not like a uh, a tourist. No. He, yeah. So he's just like taking us out on his boat. Yeah, he he was going out spear fishing anyway. So now he's just, and he's got some extra guns. So we go out there and man, it was a gorgeous day. We got an early start, jump in the water, and we were going for the the prize we were after was Spanish mackerel, and those things are massive. And I saw one and it was just at the edge of my vision and I tried to get close and he never let me get anywhere near close enough but um, some of the oriental sweet lips were really big and I went down and man if these guys weren't just sniping them from me I went down I saw a school of them and I was like all right here we go and then all of a sudden I see a spear fly and then they all take off and then <laughs> and then of course like Hani's buddy like swims to the surface with one on a spear and I'm just like you oh, dude that guy was so good oh like, man they, they just murdered the fish yeah there's just like a trail of tears behind them <laughs> yeah yeah I'm surprised there's any fish left in the ocean those guys so finally I catch a little bit of luck and I, I go under uh, like a big old coral head and I see one and I, uh, I ended up shooting him right in the face. But unfortunately, <laughs> it wasn't a kill shot. I didn't get him in the head. I like shot him through like the cheek, and uh, and of course it like it pops out, and he swims away. And basically, this fish is just like totally gonna die. And like I go up to the surface to reset my gun, and I'm looking down, and I can see him. And he's stunned. He's not he's not flipping upside down, but he's just kind of like hanging out, like almost about to like turn upside down. 
and I'm loading my gun because I'm going to go finish the job. And Hanny's finish buddy just rolls down there and shoots my fish. Just like, and then he takes it up to the surface. And I look at him like, dude, yeah. what the hell? He's like, unapologetic. Yeah, he was just like, yep, yep, so it sucks. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> he, ended, he ended up giving me that fish. So that was our dinner. Yeah. And, uh, man, we did not realize how big that fish was until we put it on the grill. Dude, massive. And uh, I guess to, to go back to, to my experience, uh, spear fishing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate that uh, spear fishing and the spear is such a visual indicator of when you shoot because I no longer have the excuse to say my gun was filled with blanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, spoiler alert: I wasn't good at spear fishing. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you grazed one, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, I hit one. But honestly, if you would have brought that to the surface, it would have basically looked like Finding Nemo. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, so we, we ended up taking the 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 big sweet lip back, and we just took it to a, a restaurant across the street, and they threw it on the grill, made some vegetables and some rice, and then we just basically. We, we walked into the, the hostel and you know, everybody's hanging out around the pool and really the best way to get some people to help you eat it is just like, you know, walk around parading this big old fish and everybody's like, whoa, whoa, what's that all about? Yeah, like, mo most surprising that there wasn't some some like vegan very upset with us. I'm sure they were. The, it was just Maybe. one of the, the, the more silent ones. I'm yeah. sure they were just like, you know, like staring at us, like hating us. But yeah, it was, the, it was a great way to get a good crowd um, and a lot of people were excited and, and sure enough, uh, a number of them came over to help us with the fish, which was very much needed. Yeah, but was huge. By the end of that, I was like, I can't eat any. No, I couldn't, I couldn't eat even look at fish anymore. Yeah. yeah. So then, uh, yeah, and then uh, that evening, what did we end up? We just kind of took it easy. Huh? I think we, were, yeah, I think we were just chilling. It, it ended up being a real chill time. I mean, it took me three days for my muscles to recover. Yeah. Um, from which is shocking because I, like, I work out all the time. All the time. <laughs> well, well, since since we've been on this trip, this has actually been really good. We ended up working out actually there on Gilead. Oh yeah, so a uh, real cool place called Holiday Fit. You ended up knowing the owner, which was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, finding that place, God, good lord, like that. So there, there's little signs on the. Th just think of a place. You know, obviously there's Google Maps weren't working correctly, and there's really no map of the area. So you kind of have to go with what your general knowledge is, plus the fact that there might be arrow signs um, on the on the corners of streets. But like and, streets, I mean, they're like little dirt paths. Right, And they're yeah, just I winding mean, everywhere. All of like four feet wide. Right, right. And uh, you, you would see a holiday fit sign and it says something along the lines of, uh, you know, 1,500 or 500 meters this way. And you would go to the end of that road and then there'd be an arrow going back the other way saying 300 meters. You're like, what? Wait, I didn't see the streets. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like an Easter egg hunt trying to find this damn place. It was absurd. And you would think after we found it, we finally found it the first time, that we would be able to find it again. No. No. No, it was, nope. it was just we, as much of a nightmare each time. Yep. The second time we, we did find it, we approached from a totally different direction. <laughs> like, yeah. Real fun. But anyway, had a, had a good workout. And then the, the guy there makes these uh, amazing protein shakes. And I mean... You know, protein shakes usually just like, you know, water, ice, and some whey protein. This guy really spices them up. There's goji berries. There's like raw cacao and like all kinds of stuff. Yeah, and he was uh, he was using a glove before touching the food he was preparing for us, which was a real departure from what I'd experienced. Yeah, so yeah, far. normally like a, you look in the kitchen like a cockroach is cooking. He's like, hey, man, what do you want? It's like, ah, shit. So, no, that was, that was, that was great. So... And then what do we? What else are we do on Gilear? Anything else? So, uh, noteworthy? Big, I, had, I had to work a little bit, but you uh, were able to get a big volleyball game going. Yeah, then, uh, that was fun. And the nice thing about volleyball, whenever you play with a bunch of uh, athletic people that actually aren't very good at volleyball, it's the most exciting game of volleyball because if you have everybody's like really good, like bump, set, spike, bump, set, spike. Ours is like 
spike, spike, bump, bump, bump. You know, like and then it's just dive hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, a, just a great time. Um, so yeah, that was that was fun. Then we ended up uh, that whole group. We all went out to dinner on the beach. Yeah, which was real chill. Um, you know, lots of different ages, lots of different languages. Like a lot of fun. You got to show off some of your German. Oh yeah, yeah, know, as yeah. You do. Uh, and a little, so. little bit of Arabic, actually. Nas. Ended up uh, being on that dinner, and then then ended up oh, on, yeah, the, yeah. on the boat. And he's uh, originally from uh, God, I don't even Kuwait. Know. I think. Kuwait, yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. And then we saw one of the guys who was on our hike. Um, oh Australian yeah, we didn't guy. even talk about them. Yeah, uh, yeah. Brothers, Matt and Bailey. We ended up seeing Bailey, who is six, I don't know, six foot seven. I was about to make a joke that uh, he was you know nine foot or something. Yeah, yeah. It looked like a yeti in the mist. Oh man, <laughs> you know, it looked yeah. like Bigfoot. You spotted him somehow. Yeah. Um, oh, somehow yeah. I saw his silhouette coming like a shadow like yeah. you know totally covered our table yeah his, his arms were dragging yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway just a he's a real sweet sort of oafish guy and and man if he didn't have the best time on Gilear oh uh, he uh, let's just say he closed the deal yeah and I was just like man I wonder who that poor young thing was <laughs> yeah so uh so anyway we ended up uh, yeah wrapping that up and then and that was also our, our first drinks of the trip Oh yeah, so we, we tried to, to, to live clean, which means uh, very little beer or uh, or alcohol. So yeah. we've just also been... departure some some of our previous trips, which have been uh, a little party based, a little, little bit more boozy. Yeah, um, but you know we didn't turn our nose up at the booze entirely on the on the boat trip. We sure, needed a little sure. bit just to, to make it through. So was that the the next the next stop? Yeah. On the so trip? so from Gilly there uh, the next morning, uh, you know we had to pack up that night and we were all ready. And uh, you know I, I guess we forgot to mention a. a, a Begadang, we were paying two hundred a night. Yep. Which was about uh, fourteen bucks a person. Yep. Well, so definitely our most expensive lodging the trip. But we got out of there. Uh, we went over, uh, caught the ferry over to Bongzal, um, to grab a shuttle. And uh, this should have been a really leading indicator of the way the uh, Wanua adventures oh, man. were going. The most unorganized uh, group that I've ever yeah. seen or dealt with, uh, yeah. even for. Uh, even for a developing country. Yeah, just a real um, shit show. So we, we went and hung out like down at a cafe for like an hour and a half and then yeah. walked back and there's still people chilling on buses. Yeah. And we just saw these buses and all these people jammed in and we were like, good Lord, what is happening? Yeah. Um, we get in these, uh, we get in these buses. They're like, okay, 15 minute ride. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two and a half hours. Dude. <laughs> like, what are they doing? Yeah. Like, yeah, everybody's like crying to like go to the bathroom. Oh, and man. But anyways, it's three it's three boats and they go three times a week, right? So they go uh, Saturdays, Mondays, and Wednesdays, and they make this trek from Lombok, and then they go along the archipelago, stopping in Komodo Island to see the Komodo dragon, stopping at some beaches and things, and then they end in Flores. So uh, if you're looking at a map, there's Bali's the island. We're talking about being on Lombok, the one to the right, yep, uh, to the east. And then this this boat trip's going east. Correct, correct. And so like then we we stop in um, Mataram, which is I think the capital of Lombok, and that's sort of where the Wanua headquarters was. And you can see um, there's about 33, 35 people on each one of the boats. So we have a hundred like young backpackers hanging out at this like. And when I say headquarters, it's just like some tarps strung up and like oh, some like it was plastic like an alley tables with and like chairs. Building on each side, yeah. Yeah, just like, you know, you know, just packed to the gills with people just sweating and hoping we can get on a bus. And of course the little mini buses didn't have any AC, so that was a that was Oh another, right, yeah. And real. on the way there we were separated, which meant, you know, we had to impress people on our own. Yeah. Which is yeah. Not uh, something I'm interested in. No, no, we definitely need to be together. We're <laughs> no. way better together. So and then we figured, hey, you know what, let's pick up some booze. 
you know, to, to get prepared because this, this is a four day trip. Well, it turns out that booze is hard to come by in uh, in some Muslim countries. Oh, I mean, impossible to come by. Uh, we couldn't find any. any not booze. a single place sold alcohol. But uh, not even a convenience store. We couldn't find beer in a convenience store. That's true. Which we were trying to avoid anyway. Yeah, but the but the the fine folks at Wanua have uh, have already lined it up. They've got cases of Bintang, the local beer, and you could buy the large ones for uh, fifty thousand rupiah each, which is what you know three fifty something like that. Three. Yeah, I mean probably a fifteen, probably a dollar upcharge on where you could find it elsewhere. Yeah. Which is they got to make their cut. Not at the end of the day. No, nothing. It's like three fifty. Yeah. It's... Yeah. So we so we end up buying uh, eight beers each. Uh, you know, we got we got 16 beers, and then we, uh, you know, they also were hawking uh, some of their homemade uh, palm wine, which I can tell you is just putrid. Oh, it, I mean, it it tastes like like the underside of a fingernail. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and it, it looks real gross. It's not like it comes. They don't even put it in a glass bottle. You know, no. it comes in like plastic water bottles, and it's like a nice cloudy color, and there's like a little oil slick on it. Yeah, it has every look and feel and taste of prison hooch. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Definitely made in a bathtub or a shower. So, you know, they, they bring it around. They're like, oh, would you like to try it? As if they're like a fucking sommelier. Yeah, and they're then, like, can you taste the tannins? Mm, yeah, I'm like, no, I can taste the fingernails. Yeah, <laughs> super gross. So, uh, anyway, we uh, we went ahead and passed on that. I oh, hope, they, no, yeah. hope their feelings weren't hurt. But we ended up traveling all the way across uh Lombok, we get to Lombok port, and finally we get split up onto our, our three live aboard boats, and we drop our packs down in what was essentially open bay barracks. Yeah, yeah, there's, um, you know, there, there's really nothing much to it. Uh, it's, it's mats on the ground that just are stretching the whole way across the back side of the boat on mm. the main level. So probably 30 mats, uh, and yep. everybody just sleeps there. There's no separation. Um, know anything um, it, it did it had the look of a, of a terrible time but honestly we ended up sleeping pretty fine you know what there's there's something to it whenever the boats moving there's a rock but it's not the nauseating kind of rock it's the kind of rock that puts babies to sleep which uh, you know we're just big babies yeah I, yeah. I slept so well yeah I, I don't know what it is this trip I've slept so well all the time and more than I typically sleep yeah yeah that's real relaxing it's yeah. uh it's quite restful. It's like restful Ben. <laughs> restful Ben. Restful Joe. <laughs> so yeah. So then uh, we we just like got on the boat and started motoring into into the darkness. Caught sunset from uh, from. I guess we, we made tracks, but we made it in time for a little island where we got to climb to the top, watch the sunset, and then yeah, there's like a, a small hill. Which this is you know right as our muscles are finally fine. Right. And uh, I was like, well, climbing a hill is the least interesting thing to me right now. Right, so, yeah. Well, you climbed it and you got to see a pretty sweet sunset. Yeah. And uh, it, it, like, honestly, it looked, it, it was Caribbean-esque from, like, it was, it was like Corona commercial. Yeah. Like, uh, sun setting, everybody just hanging out, chilling, yep. drinking bin, bin tank. I filmed a Bintang commercial at the yep, top. Yeah, that was, that was a delightful commercial. We took a great picture at the top. We uh, did, yeah, yeah. Uh, we, butts in hand. Yep, yep. It's, it's very nice. We have our arms crossed, uh, you know, Gently caressing each other's buttocks. Uh, you know, it's, it's a loving hold. Anyway, but then uh, we end up going down, and then there's a little stretch of beach, and all three boats uh, parked there. They threw on some music, and everybody kind of like hung around a bonfire, had a couple beers. Yeah, and, and the way it's looking now, like, you know, you get on the boat, everyone's excited. You go and watch the sunset. Then there's a party on the beach. And this this four day trip looks like it's going to be the best thing in the history yeah, of the world. Yeah, we definitely we started off Let's on a start really off good foot. Uh, you and I go back a little bit earlier from everybody else uh, because we wanted to 
changed the living situation somewhat. So we, we grabbed some sleeping pads. And we took them up to the roof of the boat. Right. And uh, just promptly fell immediately asleep. Yep. And uh, turns out that that wouldn't have been a great idea because the boat moves all night. It doesn't oh, just stay parked. Oh, and there's, there's not like there's, there's like much of a guardrail on that top deck at the very top of the roof. I mean, there's maybe a six-inch thing, and if and once it starts moving and the wind starts ripping, we would have rolled right off the top of that boat and uh, never would have been seen again. <laughs> Absolutely. So we came back down and uh, and, and stayed with the masses, but uh, slept well. Honestly, uh, wake up the next morning and uh, get the breakfast, and we're like, okay, you know what? Like this isn't gonna be all that bad. The dinner last night was a lot of veggies. Yep. Um, you know there was a, uh, you know what what's the What's the temp temp? What's it called? Oh, the tempeh. Tempeh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's tons of that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know, I guess a little bit of fish. Yeah. Uh, but you know, the food is what it is. And uh, breakfast, obviously, we made our own because uh, it was like a banana pancake. Right. Yeah. So we're doing the. the so we, you know, we're like, you know, not nothing's too much different here. And we we go to an island, and uh, they allow us to jump off and, and swim across, and when we do a little jungle hike. Oh yeah. So then we we hike up uh, basically a stream. And we get to this uh, this waterfall. You have to kind of climb the top of it. Oh, it's pretty epic, man! Like it's much different than the Northeast. Like you think of a waterfall in the Northeast or any type of river uh, where we're from in, in, in America. Algae. Slippery as hell. Yeah. Where Pittsburgh is, it'd be right. slippy. Slippy. Yeah. <laughs> but because it's there's the all of the minerals in the water that actually create the falls. It's like a real rough, almost grip tape. Yeah. Style like you. You, you even in bare feet, there's just no you, you algae. You walk right up. Yeah, you feel like Spider-Man. Yeah, <laughs> you're just walking right up the side of this thing. Yeah, so we, we climb right up that, and then there's a little pool at the top, and it's not much, but there's a little tree over the top, and the pool itself is super deep. Uh, it's probably I don't know, maybe you know, 10, 12 feet deep. Yeah, deep, but but, but, but maybe only eight feet across. It may have even been less in the one section. Yeah, yeah, like eight feet across. So like, there's people climbing a tree. The tree. I don't know, 20 feet up, nothing crazy. Yeah, something like that. Um, but, you know, you have to jump literally straight down. Yeah, you really can't fuck that up because, no. you know, from 15, 20 feet, you take a step too far and all of a sudden you're, like, really fucked up. And we're up. watching this idiot from another boat, like, just flopping around. He looked like Baloo. Oh, yeah. From uh, the Jungle Book. Just yeah, like, yeah. Um, I was like, and I turned to you and I was like, absolutely not. And yeah. And I was like, like, hey, if this fucking bare necessities can do it, we should <laughs> definitely be able to do it. So, of course, uh, you know, of course you climb up. Yeah, and you jump down in school, and um, you know peer pressure works amazing. Sure does, amazingly, especially in, uh, in foreign countries. Yeah. Um. So I climb up and do it, and uh, turns out, man, that was awesome. Yeah. And then you're like, hey, let's let's do it together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I mean, it's already a really narrow target. Now we're sitting like shoulder to shoulder. <laughs> yeah. And of course, we jump and we both survive. So. Yeah, awesome though, and got a cool uh, cool video of it. So. Yeah, and then we uh, we go back, continue on the the boat. This is no, no. There's a, we we do a little snorkeling. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, and you were able to see like a small shark yep. or something. Yeah, so a little, so a little white tip. This, uh, I'm glad we did it this way instead of the other way. We'll talk about diving, uh, scuba diving a little bit later. But like we eased into it with like some disappointments from a snorkeling perspective. Right. But luckily, it built into awesomeness. Yeah. Because at the time we weren't seeing much snorkeling, and and the the coral was a bit beat up because it was yeah. like right by the shore. Right. Um. And also was our first experience with those little bastards, those little jellyfish. Oh, so you don't even see the jellyfish. They're just the kind that kind of like put some of the, the poison in the water. It just feels like sea lice. It's just like little little pricklies as you swim around. Yeah. It's, just, it's just not pleasant. No, not no. at all. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is the point where we get back on the boat. and uh, That's the 11 hour. Oh my God. They're just like, all we do now is is 
drive the boat. Yep. So like as as we get moving into sunset, we're motoring and we're gonna motor all the way through the night. And uh, the wind picks up and the waves were really getting to the point where if you're looking over the bow of the boat, it's like sky and the moon, the stars, and all <laughs> the way down. You're looking at the ocean. I mean, you had to really hang on. Yeah, I mean, fun at first because you could go up and then do the uh, you know do the jack from Titanic and totally. pull onto the thing. Yeah, and like it's literally like a it's like an amusement park ride. You're bouncing up and down on the front of that thing. Yeah. It's so much fun. Uh, two hours into that, um, it's 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 the last thing I want to be on, and I, right. I'm praying for, for level land. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and then the other thing is there's there's a couple of, of uh, marine toilets on it, but uh, off the back they have the uh, the little dinghy that they use to to shuttle us around, and there's a little platform for it, but there's no guardrail around it. And uh, I watched the the staff just pee off the back, <laughs> and you kind of like wedge your hips in between the you know the the bow of the dinghy and like one of the pillars, and then there's literally like I don't know six inches between you and and the ocean, and I'm peeing off the back, and I'm thinking to myself, man, if I slip and, and fall right now, I'm gonna land in the ocean. It's loud. Nobody's gonna hear me scream. There's nobody around, and then I'm just gonna be in the open ocean in the dark. And then I, I looked out and I'm thinking to myself like, man, it is really dumb for me to pee off of here just because I like the freedom of it. I should probably just pee in the toilet like a normal person. But I kept doing it, even during the high seas. I was like, this is exciting. And then, I, then of course, that led to the discussion of survivability because the temperature of the water is such that you wouldn't run into hypothermia right away. Yeah, it turns out other, the other uh, people on the boat don't like talks of uh, what to do in survival situations. Yeah, everybody else was like, oh, what a bummer. And we're like, well, let's, let's talk about this. Yeah. Like, well, you're the only one who's like peeing off the back of the boat. Everybody else is using the toilet. Anyway, but the nice thing was is we were actually sort of skirting the, the islands um, as we were going, and at no point were we more, we were always visible of the islands. I yeah, think probably- you were never out in the middle of the ocean at all. Five to seven miles from, from the coast. And I'm not saying that five to seven miles is a breeze to, to, to swim, but you know, in the ocean with the salinity, you're more buoyant. As long as you take your time, don't fight the current, and just kind of like go easy. I think that you'd be miserable, but as long as you take your time and don't you know burn out and stay calm, I think you would make it to shore. Yeah, no, and the, this is, um... Yeah, at this point it's 36 to 48 hours on a boat. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're starting to... Starting to get a little bit... Get, getting a little stir-crazy. You know, and the, the showers aren't great, you know? No, yeah. But the food is uh, really the same. So the, the food really starts to present itself as identical, and you're wondering if you're some part of Groundhog Day yeah. nightmare. Yep, yep. <laughs> and, you know, there's really just not a lot of room. Whenever you have that many people, 40 people on this little boat... There's just not a lot of uh, free space. Right, and the the newness of, of everybody has started to go away. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, you're running out of things to talk about. Yeah. I mean, well, there's, <laughs> and there's... The boat's bouncing and... Yeah. It's, it's, at that point, it's sort of like, you know, it'd be awesome is uh, not being on the boat anymore. So. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so day, day three comes along. Um, we wake up. Honestly, by the time we finally, like got to go to bed like the rocking was actually a, a godsend yeah you know, sleeping was pretty easy yeah uh, some other people said they had trouble but you and i didn't no um but we wake up and uh day three is the big komodo day yeah so komodo island uh, komodo we're talking about komodo dragons yeah those uh you know, large lizard creatures that walk on um you know four perched legs um we're, we're pretty excited yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, I've never yeah. seen a Komodo dragon. Sure, sure. They're, 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 they're pretty rare, rare no you know. It's not, it's not like they're all over the place. You know, I'm thinking this is going to be in the wild. Right. You know. It, 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 well, in all fairness, it technically was. They weren't in a cage, but man, did it feel contrived. Yeah, it's, um, you know, we, we get on the, the Komodo National Park, and, uh, you know, they make you walk around in groups, and they, like, 
talk to you like you're stupid. Yeah. And, and you walk around, and, and there there was a Komodo that basically looked like, like you know how, like, a rubber snake? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's yeah. Like, it looked like a rubber Komodo, just, like, deflated, laying yep. on the ground. And they're like, here's a Komodo. And I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Like, why are we here? Yeah. It's just the most lame. Didn't move. I was like, this thing could be made out of concrete. We wouldn't even <laughs> yeah, know. Exactly. And, and they're uh, like, oh, the, the hike is like another 45 minutes around. And you and I looked at each other and we're like, nope, oh, no, no, like, it was like the beating sun. And uh, and we spin around and we just start walking away. And of course, there's like 50 million guides and they're all like, wait, whoa, where's your guide? Where's your guide? Yeah, like, I don't oh, know yeah, what they're paying these guys with. That. I don't know what they think is going to happen to us. Like yeah. the Komodo's laying on the ground, not doing anything. Yeah, yeah, not, nothing is tracking us down on this line. Yeah, seriously. So anyway, we make it back. We plop down. We have a coconut. We just sort of like hang out in the in the shade with the the other guides on the boat because they're not doing the damn walk because they they know it's bullshit. Yeah, it was solid level land. Yep, and oh, we didn't have to be around all those people. Yeah, we had time to ourselves. It was like honestly, that's my favorite part about Komodo Island. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we wrap that up, get back on the boat, and uh, and from there, what do we we end up snorkeling again? Yeah, no, we we're, uh, we're uh, they you know really sold. The fact that we were going to be able to swim with mantas. Oh, we go to Manta Point. So it turns out what they do is they, uh, the three boats are kind of together, and they, they send their little dinghies out to essentially, I guess, harass wild animals. <laughs> yeah. And the mantas are so chill, yeah. you know. And the mantas of course, are just like, you know, I'm just like doing my thing. Yeah. Know? And they're just like corralling them. And then it is like essentially like a whistle start, and everybody jumps off the boat as fast as they can. We're talking like 30-some people trying to swim directly at a manta ray. Yeah, from each boat and all three boats. <laughs> oh, yeah. So now you're talking 90-some people. The, the, the water's just littered with humans. Yeah, and uh, so, like, the manta comes by, and he still remains chill. Like, he's not going real fast, but, like, he kind of checks us out, and he's like, well, fuck yeah, this. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not like we didn't participate. We, no, we no. swam as I fast mean, as we I could have. Right, right, right in it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and then he cruises past us once, and then he was like, well, this is stupid, I'm out. <laughs> and then he bails, which is what, I mean, I would do if I was yeah, a manta. Yeah, oh, like, I mean, hey, you, know? you know, I wasn't even a manta, and I was bailing. Yeah, yeah, seriously. So <laughs> after that, we got, we got out of the water, and we're like, well, I mean, it was cool to, to be in the water with the mantas yeah. and see them and stuff, but at the same time, it, it felt, it wasn't my favorite way to experience that sort of thing. No, no, yeah, definitely not. But, uh, you know, but this was the point where... Um, where we were able to um, try some fun stuff off the boat. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, we're, yeah. we're doing spin moves and yeah, we we you and I did a a, a double. What would you call them? Five forty. Five forty. Yeah. Like right next to each other. And yeah. It looks pretty epic. It does. Yeah, you camera. got slow mo, man. And uh, you do this long dive where it uh, you know looks like looks like you're pausing in midair, which yeah. is like really cool. Yeah, it's a fun little uh, swan dive. A couple uh, games. I didn't do that. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that was that was a good time. It was cool. And then uh, the, the next activity they sold us on was Pink Beach. Oh boy, which was uh, Yellow ah. Beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Looks look like a normal beach. If you look real carefully, there's a some type of shell or coral that is uh, like a pinkish color, and there's some of that that's been ground up and is in there. And you know, if you put the sand on your hand, you can see pink pieces. But it's not like you get there like, look at this entirely pink beach. Yeah, no, like the, one of the biggest marketing scams I've ever been a part yeah. of. But yeah, um, turns out that there's a shallow inlet on yeah. the beach, and uh, for whatever reason, and obviously this will get destroyed by people. This probably hasn't been open long or whatever. But yeah. the, the snorkeling, the coral, was phenomenal. There. I mean, the biodiversity, like, so beautiful and colorful, yeah. like. Yeah. And the, the fish just like hanging out beside you. Yeah. I mean, we went spearfishing a couple of days before and you couldn't get any of these things to stay near you. Like, yeah. you're just hanging out here with like fish. Like, oh, huge schools. And the other thing is because it's in relatively shallow water, you're in 10 feet or less, all those colors are still popping. Whereas, you know, you start to go diving deeper, you start to lose colors, um, you know, in Roy G. Biv. So, <laughs> right, yeah. so you, you lose your reds first. 
were here, we could still see the reds clear as day without a filter. So that was that was really fun. Um, and I really hope they're actually talking right now about closing Komodo Island um, for conservation reasons. They're going to keep it closed for a year to protect the Komodo dragons and the coral around it. Um, I guess there's been an issue. Uh, some poachers are actually stealing Komodo eggs. It's probably some sort of Eastern medicine because I'll tell you what, if there's one thing that, uh, not to knock uh, the Chinese people, but they have a lot of Eastern medicine things that don't make a whole lot of scientific sense. Like, oh, you uh, can't get a boner? Uh, grind up a rhino horn. Well, I maybe don't do that, you know? What do you think the, uh, what do you think the Komodo uh, eggs are healing? I, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Like fertility? No. Oh, yeah, you can't have a baby? Well, eat a Komodo dragon egg. Then you can have a dragon baby. Like, yeah, but I, don't I don't know what they're <laughs> no, it pitching. wouldn't surprise me at all. But, uh, but yeah, so they're, they're thinking about that. When they do reopen it, if, uh, if this plan goes through, they're going to charge a, a hefty fee um, to try and deter large numbers of tourists from going. So I've just heard uh, rumors of $1,000 just to get your foot in the door to go do Komodo Island. And quite honestly, now that we've done it, I hope that they do that because <laughs> I'll feel real special. And I really do hope that they are able to conserve it because there's nothing sadder than seeing the, the natural beauty that is still out there and then seeing reckless tourism destroy it. If, uh, if they do close it and like, you can't go in there as a tourist anymore, Man, will this particular podcast take off? People mm. want to know all about. Yeah, like, oh man, what are we missing? <laughs> is it worth the thousand dollars? The answer is absolutely yes. Absolutely yes. That was incredible. Um, but uh, the, the rest of the day there, uh, at the end of uh, day three, night three uh, of Liverboard, we we spent Pink Beach. There's amazing sunset. We climbed up a, a small hill there mm -hmm. and saw, you know, just the sun setting over both Komodo Island and then all the little small speckles of islands all the way around yeah honestly it's not even something i've seen in a movie like it, yeah it was one of the most incredible places that that you could be in and hang out yeah um just just phenomenal um also did a little bit of yoga on the beach yeah yeah, macro we, yoga. yeah yeah we did some cool. acro which is fun because like you know i've only got a couple moves you know <laughs> but the the most fun thing about acro yoga is doing a couple moves that you are comfortable doing and then watching other people try to do them and fail because when you when you fail at acro yoga and you fall on people, it's just hilarious to watch. Yeah, I actually would prefer watching failed acro yoga to. to oh, well to executed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, way more fun, way more fun. So, uh, so we were able to do that for a bit, and then uh, headed back to the boat. Yeah, and it turns out, um, you know, this is the 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 tour company. They they don't tell you anything, man. Um, turns out the night three was pre-planned they were gonna have a sound system and like a dance party and everything yep. which was it was cool yeah but like nobody knew it was gonna happen yeah yeah um so we had all our beers left pretty much we only drank like one or two beers which actually worked out well it was great so we were able to have like our pretty much one and only big party night yep and uh it was a blast yeah honestly like uh people were switching off djs and we were like dancing some of the people from the other boats came over yeah so you see like a dinghy coming up and it's like people are like hey you know and they show up and it, then, was, yeah. it was just so cool it was just like all these boats were parked in a, in a um like i guess a chill area where there wasn't a lot of drop yeah. yeah um just just a real fun time and a great way to close it out um Sort of a poor man's yacht week, if you will. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was boozy, and uh, you know there were there, you know, dance floor, good times. Some idiots there, you know. It was oh fun. man! So we had an eighteen-year-old <laughs> named Ollie who had just graduated high school in the UK, and I'll tell you what, he was just a bull in the china shop on the dance floor. He must have thought that he was just cutting a rug, but he just looked real dumb. And he just, I mean, and then it was of like course, his bar mitzvah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, man, somebody needs to like put this kid to bed. And then I see him chugging a Red Bull, and I'm like, ah, we're there goes the party, <laughs> oh, man. Like, yeah, so he was just bouncing off the walls. 
Um, but you know, whatever. That was that was fun, and uh, yeah, we went to bed next morning. Got up and uh, also, so there's a pre-planned uh, sunrise hike. Oh for day yeah, four that they woke everybody up at four, uh, four something, four four thirty. Yeah. Um, we don't need that in our lives. No, no. Yeah, I've yeah. seen a sunrise before. Yeah, and you know the other thing is like. Uh, we've been getting woken up at about that time because the call to prayer here is not just a oh. call to prayer. Like in Egypt, when I lived there, the call to prayer is like, hey, everybody wake up, it's prayer time, and Allahu Akbar, and then done. And here, they basically just sing for like, I don't know, 30 minutes. <laughs> it's nonstop. And it's, just, and it's just like, keep going. And the Muezzins are just having a blast, man, like competing to see who can wake up more people. So the fact that we were far enough away from any of the the mosques that we could sleep through it now we've got somebody trying to wake us up to go on a stupid sunset or sunrise tour we gave that a big hard pass yeah and uh you know i think we woke up towards the end of it and we were able to look out upon the mountain and you just see just people standing all along oh, the ridge okay, yeah. it looked like the, it looked like a line at disney world it was yeah, the yeah. dumbest it was like, thing like I've a ever line seen. of ants yeah like, yeah that's gonna take all the fun out of uh, it i could have been happier to not be a part of that oh one. yeah um but uh, the, the last day, um, we were able to go to uh, Rinka or Rincha or Rinka, yeah. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce that, uh, but it was another island um, next to Komodo, and uh, this one actually we got off again, uh, which gave us another chance to see Komodo dragons. Which this time was much better. Oh my god, it was it was great. There was yep. like some active Komodos running around. All of a sudden, all of a sudden they looked a little bit more dangerous. Like whenever <laughs> yeah. I started, I was like, oh, they actually could be kind of fast. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden, I was glad to have a guide with a stick. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then we saw a massive water buffalo. Yeah, yeah. Um, these these things are just they're they're just huge. Yeah, and, and the the, the, the poops the poops they leave on that that poops. Yeah, they're huge, right. but they're not subtle. You know, like no, no, a, it's like bowling ball size. Like the the water buffalo know that that's a path that humans walk. Yeah, because it's the only place they shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, check this out, humans. This is what I think about you. And then within uh, you know I'm talking to the guide and you know his English is is, is okay. And I'm like, has anybody ever been attacked by a Komodo dragon? I still don't. I we should probably look it up. He's like, yeah, yeah, we lost a guy uh, from Singapore. I was like, oh, excuse me, you lost a guy? Like, like, how do you lose a guy? So the Komodo dragons, apparently, they uh, they don't, like, bite and then kill right away. What they do is they bite and they have a lot of bacteria in their mouth. And basically, after they bite a, you know, a large animal, either a water buffalo or a uh, a wild boar or a singaporean the, or a singaporean you know after after a week to two weeks um the wound festers and they end up dying and then they come and eat the carrion uh the only thing that's curious to me is it's kind of like my spearfishing misadventure it's like hey i bit that water buffalo bob don't go eating my water buffalo because like after a week later like who knows who bit who you know you just like show up and eat something the komodo uh, bites the water buffalo, but like Hani's friend is the one who eats it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, we end up we end up walking around. We actually do the full hike this time. It's about forty five minutes, and uh, yeah, we get to see you know what the Komodo dragons look like in the wild, and it's it's pretty interesting. Uh, they keep their same dens, which is real strange because like you would yeah, real strange. I mean, wouldn't a predator just hang out knowing that they're laying eggs every year? Uh, you you would think, but they have you know they have their own home base and the funny thing is is they don't actually dig their own there's some sort of uh ground uh fowl that's like a like a sort of a guinea and they dig a little like one meter deep thing and then the komodo just rolls up and he's like my house now <laughs> you know get out bird and then he just like digs the hole bigger like adds a meter to it and then he's like well this is where i'm laying my eggs and then they just they, they fuck off it actually takes nine months 
for Komodo dragon eggs to hatch. Well, that's how long it takes for a human egg to hatch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the more you know. Um, so, uh, so yeah, we end up uh, we end up enjoying that far more than our, our first. Yeah, honestly, a great time, man. Like the the brevity that was built in because you're on a liveaboard made it better. Yeah, like we didn't have to hang out at freaking Komodo National Park for. 12 hours right you know, like yeah like some people would want to do right um so it was nice um and we're thinking okay let's get back on the boat this is it yep time we're, to, we're done time to get off um, flores we're thinking flores has got to be close yeah no they stop at some beach and like tie up and it's so windy yeah like nobody can do anything we're just hanging out for like two hours while like four people go to the beach yep and like er- everyone's done everyone yeah. wants to get off this boat yeah, yeah like i can't wait to kiss dry land like, yeah um we finally get there, and, and it's something like 5.30 yeah. at night on uh, day four by the time we, we reach Flores. Yeah. And I mean, um, the, the people on the boat were nice, but, like, at this point, like, Joe and I were like, hey, so, like, when we get there, should we, like, grab our bags, step off, and then, like, sink the boat with everybody on the boat? But, no, like, we were, we were happy to go, you know, sh- you know get off, get on to dry land, and, and check in to, uh, to uh, Hotel uh, Gardena. Gardena. Which, uh, which is where we currently are. We'll be right back after this. All right, and we're back, and uh, we're just going to uh, start again from uh, Flores, now that we are off the liveaboard and here at uh, Hotel Gardena. Um, life has changed a bit. Yeah, no, uh, so, you know, just for the background, Hotel Gardena, we're paying... Uh, uh, two twenty a night, which is uh, what is that? Fifteen bucks. Yeah, uh, that's to share a, a bungalow that we're recording in right now. Been here about four nights. Yeah, uh, this is where this is where we're ending the trip. Um, took on took on another chill uh, time, you know. In our typical fashion, we had nothing planned. Uh, came and found this place, which was cool. Yep. Um, it's a perched at the top of a hill. If uh, if you go out onto our porch, uh, it overlooks uh, the entire. I guess bay. I don't yeah, know, I don't yeah. Know it's, it's like a, like a harbor. It's, a, it's complete. Yeah, harbor. It's completely commercial. Yeah. Uh, so there's all of these boats and cool boats, old boats, loud boats. Yeah. Like swanky boats. Yeah. Uh, you see pirate ships. You see, yeah. you know, just giant junker. ferries. Yeah. Oh yeah. The uh, the ferries are are massive. Yeah. You know, assumes the the number one way people get around. Yeah. Uh, off this island, but um, a, a, a laid back town. Yeah. Uh, odd that it doesn't include a beach. Yeah. Uh, and I guess the, na- the name of the town is actually uh, Labuan Bajo. Yeah. Uh, it's on the island of Flores. Okay. But, um, you know, yeah, li- life has changed a bit. Um, number one priority, it seemed, uh, and it's odd, I know it's the information age, so uh, Wi-Fi, getting Wi-Fi back was pretty big after being oh, on the boat man. for a while. Yeah. We were... Uh, Had a lot of cool stuff to post on Instagram. I was like, oh man, my <laughs> yeah. story's going to be so long. Just started going uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to make sure to let, uh, let people know we were still alive. Right. Um... Yeah, we, uh, we we got off and uh, found a place to stay, and uh, we just wanted to grab some food and, and probably pass out. And uh, in typical traveler fashion, we're we're looking for a restaurant to find, and we're in a restaurant and you know, start chatting up some random people. Oh yeah, so I uh, I bumped into uh, to Isabella, which is a uh, a German uh, national who's been working for a uh, development company. Um, originally, she was uh, was posted in Ghana, Africa, but then she she switched and now she's working in uh, in Myanmar, and um, and helping uh, farmers 
um, get the the money they need to uh, to go ahead and uh, and get their crops planted. Sometimes they need money up front for for seeds or, or equipment or something. And so she's working with sort of a USAID style um, company based out of uh, out of Germany. Anyway, uh, she was like. Oh, you know, I just I just bumped into her and uh, and she was like, yeah, we're gonna go to dinner. Me and a couple of friends and Joe and I were like, cool. Well, well, you know, we're happy to join you. And she's like, great. Well, um, you know, it's me and two friends. So Joe's Joe's like, well, you know, that could be just a couple other dudes and it's gonna be like, you know, four of us and this chick. And I was like, ah, you know, whatever. New friends, new friends. At least they're not the boat people that we're sick of now. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah, and we go downstairs and we meet the the two uh, two uh, Dutch girls. Um, who are who decided to join us for dinner that night? Yeah, let's just say they're wildly attractive. Yeah, so that was <laughs> we we both looked at each other like, wow, that's uh, that was just good good fortune right there. Yeah, that's why you just say yes to traveler situations. Say, 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 yeah, say, say yes, yes to life. Yeah, say absolutely. Yes um, you know, so I ended up having a, having a uh, you know just a great night that was unexpected, having great conversation um, over you know through different parts of the city to find a place. Um, one of the cool parts about Labuan Bajo is that there's this fish market. I don't know if it's just right now or if it's all the time, but it runs the span of like the uh, like an entire side of the city. Yeah. Um, so walking through is pretty cool just to see all the fresh fish and yeah. they make it right there. Yeah. You know, at the stalls. Um, so one of, one of the cool things here. Um, so yeah, we ended up hanging out with uh, with with Anik and Vivian and Isabella uh, that night and and you know and hit them up again the next night. <clears throat> and uh, one of the things we were doing was we were setting up dive trips. Yeah. Because uh, everything that we had heard leading up to this was that uh, scuba diving in Komodo National Park was just beyond sick. Yeah. Like, and, uh, you know, we didn't, you know, we didn't look at any videos. We didn't, yeah, we, we didn't read any posts. No. Uh, but you had heard about it in the past. Yes. Yeah. Everybody that, you talked to, like, even when we were on Gilear, we went to a dive shop and it was like, hey, so, like, what do you, what do you recommend? And they were like, oh, yeah, you know, this is, we can do this, that, or the other thing. And then uh, I was like, well, Around you know in Indonesia, where is the diving? And you just saw the the dive master's eyes light up, and he was like, "Man, you need to go to Komodo, <laughs> dive cauldron. There's this one part of the dive called shotgun." So as soon as we got here, we go into a dive shop, and we're like, "Hey, we want to dive cauldron." And of course, the the dive instructor there, Matteo, a uh, wildly attractive Italian man with yeah. long flowing locks and uh, and deep brown skin, was like. You know, in his Italian accent, he was like, we can do cauldron. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I will follow you to the ends of the earth. So uh, he, uh, he ended up lining up three dives for us, and uh, we didn't even really check many places. The fun thing is, we went into a dive, a dive shop, kind of unprepared, and we're like, hey, what's this going to cost? And no, I was just going to bring this up. Oh, yeah, so I'll, I'll let you tell it. Yeah, um, so one of the things they want to do as dive instructors, you know, obviously safety is a, is a pretty high priority. Mm. And you go into some of these dive shops, and there are, definitely more by the book and more westernized sure sure um versus other ones are a little bit more lax and yeah anyway we we go into this one that was recommended by our buddy matthias from the boat yeah uh cool dude uh from the boat and uh, we go in and they're asking us all these questions and we're just like answering honestly i'm just like yeah i i don't know when my last dive was probably a year or two ago and they're like, ooh, ooh we're going to yeah. have to make you pay yeah. more money. You're going to have to go into a pool and pay like $40 so somebody knows that you know how to use a, a, a mask. Yeah. And like turn a valve on on your, on your tank. Right. And I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, and like, so like, we're like, all right, we're going to grab dinner. We'll be back. Yeah, yeah we're definitely going like, to come right back here. I'm like all despondent. <laughs> and sure enough, you know, Russell's been here. <laughs> You're like, oh, please. And uh, <laughs> we'll watch this. And we walk directly into another one. And uh, he's like. 
They're like, oh, when's your last dive? We're like, oh, we both just dived three weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> no more questions asked. Save, uh, save $40. Yeah, time. 20% off coupon. <laughs> yeah, just like that. And uh, they, they set us right up. And Joe looks at me. He's like, you better keep an eye on me. I don't want to dive. And, but honestly, like, no, scuba, super, scuba super. diving is so stupid easy. Like, as long yeah. as you don't freak out. like It's like driving an SUV. Yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't even have to be able to swim. All you have to be able to do is sink and push <laughs> exactly. a button. Um, but it turned out that uh, that the dive spot we ended up going with, uh, Summer Dive, um, they were awesome. I mean, so legit. It's the, Who knew? It's the best dive boat I've ever been on, hands down. It was uh, all wood grain, um, you know, just a gorgeous boat. All kinds of chill areas, like on the deck, like, you know, big bean bags, a full kitchen. We had a hot meal that was better than any meal we got on our yeah. liveaboard. Oh, liveaboard for four days of garbage. Yeah. One day of diving, you're treated like Michelin star. Yeah, I mean, unreal. And we, you know, we have three dives lined up, and um, we do uh, Castle Rock, uh, Crystal Rock, and Cauldron. And they were just kind of like, the first one, we were blown away already. Blown away. The schools of fish were so vivid yeah. and just like... Like they, they treated you like a, another fish. Like they're yeah, just yeah. Like they're just like hey, in and around you, not even giving you like a wide berth. Nope. And like the, the colors, man. Colors like, were super clear. I mean, the, the visibility we had easily twenty five meters of visibility, so you could just see. It was like you were being in the air. Like you know, the, everything was right there. It was unbelievable. Yeah. The, the biodiversity, the colors of the yeah. coral, and seeing healthy coral, especially in this day and age where all you hear is about the bleaching of the coral and how. By 2050, the Great Barrier Reef will be entirely bleached and dead, you know, all these depressing things. And you go there and it's bursting with color, soft coral, hard coral, live, and then just all these different fish and sharks and everything. I mean, it's been a marine sanctuary for a long time. And honestly, I think partially because the government's done a good job of preserving it and partially because um, there hasn't been that much uh, tourism there yet that's been capitalizing on the diving it's still in pristine condition it's amazing i mean especially you know i if you're just snorkeling off key west you know it looks like a mcdonald's parking lot down there right you know this is just like amazing this is what you see in the planet earth videos this yeah is, this is what you see in it's, the it's, a, it's yeah. a garden and and you know like the, the the colors and the patterns and things they're just you can't even come up with this stuff and artists would would be at a loss to to you know try and compete with nature for for beauty and uh so we we do that we see all this cool stuff and because it's a marine sanctuary some of the fish that are normally kind of small because they you know get caught or whatever in other places are massive so like yes. so like the sweet lip i didn't realize they got anywhere near that big they're massive they must have been three feet long yeah you know? i mean it's obviously hard to judge the size because you're down so deep right yeah yeah um but yeah i mean you look over and it's like the you know the small human yeah yeah and then we saw the the giant trevallis and those those things are they basically have like the shape of like a like a pans like a giant oval and they are not scared of you and they just get real close yeah. and it's a, almost a little bit scary they, no, it's a little jarring these these are the ones that uh in our planet uh match uh course and speed with uh, seabirds and leap out of the, the water <laughs> and eat them whole. Right, right. So like these are these are pretty impressive fish to be swimming with. So we do we that was Castle Rock first. We get out. Have well, our, so, well, so a cool a cool part about that too is um, I'm only open water certified. Right. Uh, and you're advanced or beyond. I don't even. Yeah, know. advanced. Yeah. Um, so in order to go deeper than 18 meters, um, I needed to either get advanced open water or get a deep dive certificate. So we Correct. chose. The deep dive certificate route because it was way most way cheaper and it's yeah. the best part about the advanced honestly so i had to do like a little test at the bottom yeah where i literally had to count to 20. yeah well <laughs> and they're like cool 
Yeah. Here's your, here's your deep dive story. Yeah, dude, scuba diving like is so scuba simple. Though. It's yeah. the dumbest thing. It's really hard to fail. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, but the, the fun thing is they were testing to see if he got nitrogen narcosis, also known as being narked, which is where um, you react to um, a bunch of nitrogen in your body and it kind of makes you feel drunk or high, giddy, uh, confused. And um, and I've only been narked once, and uh, I got to tell you, it was just a great time. Yeah, you, you <laughs> swim to the bottom, and I realized that I was laughing, like I, for no apparent reason. And then I, as soon as I realized it, I looked at the dive master on the dive, and you know, pointed to to my head, and kind of like did the not so good. Yeah. And he just he just grabbed me, you know, and he just held on to my BCD, and he just took me for a little walk, and I just sat there chuckling the whole way. <laughs> it was it was delightful. But anyway. So uh, Joe did not get narked um, at, no. uh, at Castle Rock, but he, he is now um, deep dive certified. So instead of 18 meters, he can go down to 30. And let's be honest, like they say 30, and then they, they like look to one side, and then you you look back and you're at 35. And you're like, yeah. suckers, suckers. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, we uh, we ended up doing that. Uh, the, the Castle Rock surface interval had some snacks. Then did uh, I mean we get up? We're blown away. Yeah, we're like that is beyond yeah any expectation. Right. Well. And, it turns out like these are just building. Yeah, yeah. This is this is just the appetizer. Yeah. Next, Crystal Rock. You know, once again, seeing all kinds of amazing things. But we end on Cauldron, which is what we originally had come out to do and see. And it is a dive where you you go down to a pinnacle. So it's an old uh, volcanic island that is essentially either sunk back into the sea or never made it to the surface. Um, but you, you dive down around the side, and then there's a section called Shotgun, where it, the cauldron is actually a, a small area where it drops an additional about 30 feet. And inside that, you're, you're chill. You don't really feel the current very much. And then just as you get to the other side of it, the current, you may as well be in a raging river. Yeah, I mean, like a wind tunnel or something where you are wearing a parachute. Yep. Like you have zero control yep. uh, whatsoever, and, and you're around live active coral you don't want to be grabbing things right yeah so there, there's a few sandy bottoms where like you could try to reach through for some rock yeah to hold on other than that right so, so like in, there's there's mantas that like to hang out there because with all that current they can hang out there and just let the food kind of like come into their mouth right like, right you know, they're just swimming extreme. in place and honestly it's crazy because you're blowing by them and it just looks like they're hanging. Yeah. Like up in the wind. Yeah, like effortless. Yeah, it's so yeah. funny. So anyway, uh, just as the current starts to pick up, we knew it was coming. You know, they're like, hey, you know, we got the brief before we jumped in the water. Hey, the shotgun, this is what's going to happen. We're like, okay, cool, cool. And then all of a sudden it starts to actually happen. And, you know, our, our, our dive master, Mateo, is like, all right, you know, we're going to like try and hang on to something. So I see him try and grab a rock. And uh, we get a little bit past him. And, man, that current just really picks up exponentially. So I grab onto um, a rock. And it's under the sand, and it's big enough to hold me. And but I am like really in the wind. And then I see Joe kind of like grab a small rock and then come yeah. past me. I'm like I'm floating through the water like a cow in Twister. <laughs> <laughs> so then I grab I grab his wrist and I put it on on my rock. And now both of us are hanging onto this rock. And then it's just a little bit too much dragging that current. And then all of a sudden you just see the rock starting to rise yeah. out of the sand. The rock it's like he's trying. Oh, he's trying. <laughs> Mateo looks over, sees that we're not going to make it much longer in that current. And he gives us the let's just roll. Yeah. And we let go, and man, was it fun. Talk Holy about a, a drift dive. Yeah. I mean, you were just zooming past stuff. It, it, was, it was crazy. I don't even know what to what to liken it to. It was like getting it, shot out of a cannon underwater. Yeah, it would, it would have to be like what it's like to be windsuit skydiving. Yeah, yeah, un like, unreal. They gave it a roll along the, uh, you know, the... Uh, 
the topography of everything. Yeah, yeah, and that's neat because you have these big coral heads and like little dips and valleys, and you're just like shooting the gap in Star Wars, just like <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. And then as soon, just as as soon as you start to get used to cruising, all of a sudden that channel dissipates, and all of a sudden you're back to chilling. Yeah, and it was just like it never happened. You're like, wow, that was intense. And it's so chill that it turns out that we were basically in like. I mean, obviously, this is a wrong term, but a manta den. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just a place where they like to hang out and feed and kind of cruise around. And we see one, and we're like, whoa, and he comes right by us. I mean, like, a few feet, like, arm's length away. Yeah, a bunch and, of, like, near misses. Yeah, and, I mean, these things, honestly, are, like, the size of cars. Like, from, from wingtip to wingtip. Yeah. Unbelievable. And they could not be less perturbed about our presence. They just kind of cruise past. Dude, so chill. And just then so they'll, they'll, they'll bank. Like, it looks like they're flying, but then they'll bank like a fighter jet. Like, they'll just, like turn and like flash you their big white underside and then slowly come around and do another pass and so we're like wow that was amazing and then all of a sudden like a couple more show up and now we're just yeah. in like a small school of them just sort of cruising around us like a small school of massive mantas massive mantas uh, just as we're going to get out like this this big ass one just cruising majestically right under us yeah we are i don't even know five feet away yeah just yeah. one of the most epic experiences of my entire life. So cool. Yeah. And I mean, I couldn't help but think like, wow, this is so cool. This is so cool. Didn't Steve Irwin get stabbed in the heart by one of these? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, all right, like maybe like five feet is about as close as Right, I right. Go. I don't want to be directly above. No, no they seem super <laughs> chill. Like it's like yeah. you really have to get super unlucky. Anyway, so uh, so yeah, we, we, we saw some sharks on that dive. We saw some white tip sharks Oh, yeah, as well. forgot about the sharks. I mean, yeah. no, normally that'd be a highlight, but. Uh, I mean, after the mantis. Like, like little they, baby they, sharks. Yeah, they mean. sort of stole the, stole <laughs> yeah, exactly. the show there. And then we get out and, uh, you know, just jumped off the boat a little bit. Um, you know, I, I got a chance to climb up the mast and, and uh, dive off of, like, the little uh, crow's nest, which was kind of exciting. Dude, that boat was so, like, after being on that giant, junky liveaboard. Oh, you really appreciate a good like, boat. Like, th this boat was great. Yeah. And, like, the, the sun setting behind us as we go. Oh, yeah. And only then did you realize this dive trip was 12 hours long. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And we, you know, it's, it's funny. We were so good about putting on sunscreen the entire... Uh, you know, four day live aboard, and here we're just like, you know, we're in the water most of the time. At least that's what we yeah, thought. Yeah, right. And then you know, your 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 body temperature, your core temperature is kind of low, so like it feels good to be in the sun. And uh, man, we both got too much sun. Oh, just destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, that, that's pretty much where it finds us now. We had to wait another day because yep. you can't fly. Right. Uh, you know, the, the twenty four hours after scuba diving. Yeah. For decompression so, uh, reasons. So we we chilled here today. Hit the gym. Yep. Uh, Grab some lunch, got hung out massage. in a cool local cafe, got yeah. a massage. Yeah. And just, uh, just kick it. Oh, we got some great sushi at oh, uh, Happy uh, Banana. Happy Banana Leaf, yeah. Got a poke bowl. Um, and I'll tell you, just real healthy, good food, some some smoothies. Just just, just, just living clean. Just a great time. I mean, it's Indonesia's a real chilled out vibe. Yeah. I'm super happy we, we did this, man. Yeah. And uh, one of the things that we were talking about that uh, we didn't even realize is that every trip we've taken, we've always had usually Luke involved yeah uh, your brother yeah and uh, if this was the first trip we took individually just ourselves since yeah. uh, 2012 man or 2013 or something like that whenever man. we were in Guatemala that has been way too long yeah we're, we're gonna have to do this more often it was crazy man this is, this is a blast yeah at the very least for the for the podcast listeners out there because yeah. um, I'm pretty sure that this podcast is way better than my normal ones where I just like <laughs> read my blog right, yeah, right. it's good to have some good and uh, give and take so this has been this has been a great time but this uh, also I, I realized um We've now traveled pretty much in all corners of the globe together. Yeah, how about you know, that? We hit like uh, Arctic Circle, yeah, Sweden, yeah, Norway, yeah. We've uh, we've hit all of Central America. We we've hit Japan. Yep. We've hit uh, Patagonia. Yeah, down, down in Argentina. Down, and now we've yeah, hit yeah. Indonesia over yeah. this way. 
Yeah, we're, yeah, really, we've, uh, we've we're knocked, around. Yeah, we've knocked them out. All right, we'll have to come up with a with a really cool next spot. And uh, well, luckily you don't have a job. So. Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what, that really does it. Free ups a lot, a lot of time for me. <laughs> a real treat for me. So, uh, any, any big highlights of the last uh, two and a half weeks? I got to tell you, uh, this is a highlight. Um, and I, although we aren't officially sponsored by them, uh, I would like to say that uh, this podcast is sponsored by Hydro Coco. Oh, god, which I love uh, we, Hydro Coco. yeah. So Hydro Coco is basically just like it's it's coconut water. But, uh, and I was like, oh yeah, this is healthy. This is a good way for us to rehydrate. And we have been drinking them just left and right. Like, you know, <laughs> three to five of them a day. Yeah. And also I've been trying like not to make plastic and they come in like a little like cardboard carton. And you oh, know, you're, they, you're probably saving the environment by drinking hydro cocoa. I, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> probably. But anyway, so then like we'll, we'll, we'll drink them. And then uh, Joe actually uh, looked into it. And he's like, oh, actually these are uh, full of all kinds of calories and sugar and shit. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, last day, uh, just put the put the fingers over the ears. And yeah, yeah. La, la, la. More hydro cocoa. So, so uh, you're off to, uh, you're off to Kuta, back to Kuta Lombok. I'm, uh, I'm heading to Bali and then on my way back to the on US. On my way back home. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I mean, I'm going to go back, give that surfing one more shot. I've got nine days uh, to kill in Kuta and I'm just going to kick back and, uh, and just take it easy and do a bunch of surfing. Then I head up to, uh, to the northern Philippines for round two, uh, I'm gonna go meet my brother there and uh, and and do some travel with him for a couple weeks. Hell yeah, man! That sounds like a blast. I uh, I obviously hope it's worse than this trip. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a hard one to top. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, awesome, brother. Well, I right. appreciate you inviting me on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for coming. Thanks for tuning in. Check out RestlessBen.com for all the stories, complete with pictures. At the bottom, there's a contact form to get all the newest podcast episodes sent directly to your inbox, as well as new travel videos and blog posts, so you can keep up with my whirlwind adventures. I've also included links at the bottom of my blog to some of my favorite gear on Amazon.com. Regardless what you buy, if you use my link to reach the Amazon portal before you get whatever it is your heart desires, I get a tiny little ad revenue. It doesn't cost you a dime, and it helps me stretch my travel a bit longer. I'm basically like a Girl Scout, but instead of delicious cookies, it's pretty much anything you can imagine. And instead of using the money to go camping, I'm using it to avoid going back to work. But I'll probably use some of it to go camping, too. Thanks for listening. I'm Ben Orndorff, and I'll be back next week with a new episode of Restless Ben.